Hey everyone, welcome to My South Africa Lab. As usual, I am your regular host, Jesse Said, and I want to welcome you to the show and thank you so very much for taking the time to listen to this podcast. I hope you're doing well. I hope wherever you are that you're feeling really good and in good spirit. That said, today I want to talk about focus because... As we can tell, um, there's a lot going on in the world right now. And every time you watch the news or follow some sort of a social media feed, it seems like wherever you turn, someone is trying to tell you what to do. But the point of this is for us to realize and understand where it is that our focus and our energies are going. Because it can be so tiring hearing other people tell you what to do. You should be, you should be slimmer. You should be chunkier, you should work out more, you should eat better, you should eat more, you should eat less. And it seems like every corner you turn, there is someone who's trying to tell you what to do. And I hate that. I don't I don't like people telling me what to do. And it's a really difficult one, um, especially if you're so fixated on social media and following, you know, these celebrities, um, whom, by the way, have got really rubbish private lives so if you're if you're following a celebrity and you and you want to be like them you want to do what they're doing i can assure you you're already lost anyway so this one i'm calling energy follows focus and i think it was tony robbins who says um where energy flows uh focus goes and that's never been truer than than now i'll tell a story though when i was much, much younger. I, I would like to believe that I'm much wiser and smarter now. I was at a bus stop and this was years and years ago. And there was one of these, you know, card, uh, like a pebble under a cup. So the guy puts the pebble on the cup and then moves it around, moves it around, moves it around. And then you can bet on it. So I thought, oh, this looks pretty easy enough. Any any dummy could figure this out. So I thought, yeah, I'm in. So I was watching very closely because, you know, I thought, hey, I'm the wise one. I'm smart and clever. Yeah, I can I could beat this guy. So I put my money down. Let's just call it $10. So I put the $10 down and he proceeded to, to move his cup around. He showed the pebble. He put it under, under a cup and started moving it around. I'm sure you can tell what's going to happen. So here I am, eagle-eyed, very focused, trying to see where, where where my money was going. And then he stopped and said, yep, now you got to pick where the pebble is. I mean, if I got it right, I got to double my money. So, hey, sounds like, a, like an easy win for me. How naive was I? Because as I was about to pick, someone tapped me on the shoulder. I turned around and the person told me where the pebble was. And I already knew that. So what did I do? Like a silly little man who thought he was so wise, I went for it. I pointed to the middle one and said, that one. The guy lifted the cup and there was nothing there. Son of a... I was so irritated. I turned around and the guy was gone. He was in on it. I swear he was in on it. And to this day... I have never come to to really forgive this guy, but I find it funny now. At that, at that time, I didn't really find it funny at all. I was really, really pissed off. Um, but looking back, 
it's really hilarious. The fact that I could fall for such a very simple trick simply by removing my focus. So how do you do it? First, he drew me in. I thought I already knew the answer. I was, I was focused. I was smart. It was an easy guess, really. Even a child could have picked that. So I was extremely confident that I knew what was going to happen. So that was my first mistake. I was overconfident. And then I relied on my cleverness. I looked at the guy, looked at myself. Thought, if this guy is doing this on the street, obviously he's not that bright. So I can win some easy money, double my money and walk away. Wrong. Again, obviously this guy's been doing this for a long time and he, he, he's mastered the art of taking other people's money. But I relied on something that was within me. I was very confident in my abilities. I was very confident in myself. That was what I was relying on. And then there came the distraction, the tap on the shoulder to tell me what I already knew. So I've gone from being really focused on this, knowing where everything was, and then relying on my ability to, to be able to figure out where the pebble was, and then to be completely distracted from what was going on within a matter of seconds. As soon as I turned around, I was wrong. Now, I don't know what happened when I turned around because he could have easily moved it. Maybe there was no pebble under it in the first place. I don't know. Point is, I put my money down and I got distracted. Maybe I could have prevented myself from being duped if I didn't fall for the distraction, if I didn't fall for the tap on the shoulder. But you see, that's the whole point, that the tap on the shoulder is really hard to ignore. Today in this vast media landscape, we're, we're being bombarded from every turn to look at this and do this and be outraged and be angry because this has happened. Be angry that that's happened. Be angry that this has happened. And the more we talk about how united we should be, the more divided we're becoming because we're, we're, we're driving that wedge between us and we're looking for things that makes us different rather than things that unite us. And for us Africans though, and, and this is where I take issue because we're so easily distracted by the smallest things. Currently, if you want to, if you, if you want to um, distract any African, all you have to say is racist. And that's it. You have, you have the attention. Like no one will ever question whether it's a lie. If you, if you get, if you accuse, if you as an African accuse anyone of being racist, the problem is anyone will believe you. And that's what we were being told. And for me, you see that the biggest problem is, is that what is the long-term implication of us playing the victim card? Now, are they racist? Yeah, of course they are racist. But I always say they're racist, they're liars, they're thieves. There are all kinds of people. And for us Africans, when we go on a rampage about racism, I ask a very simple question. How many wars are being fought on that continent on tribal grounds, okay? We do the tribal thing really, really well. It's disgusting. I was talking to a, a few guys at my local church. Um, I think one of, one of them was new. So he said he's from, I think it was Nigeria. So I said, all right, you, so you two are from Nigeria. And he, one of them said, yeah, we're from Nigeria, but I'm from a different tribe. <laughs> like, this is Australia. I don't care. For me, you're just, you're just one. You, you're, you're, you're from one country and that's it. That's all that makes sense. Does it matter that you're from a different tribe? No. Does it matter that your great-grandfather was king of some tribe somewhere? No, it does not. And I think for us Africans, that's probably one of the biggest point of division between us is when we begin to see each other as different rather than as the same. 
show me a united African country. I'll wait. The problem is, yes, there is too many languages and that will be a separate podcast. That's, that's a different discussion. But we, if we're so easily distracted by the fact that the smallest of things can come between us, we can always find points where we, where we are not the same, or we can find points of which we're different, then, I mean, as, as humans, we're always going to find things that, that separate us. You know, we're always going to look for things that unite us. We'll look for things that separate us. So on one end, if, I mean, I suppose it starts from when you're a child and you're always looking for, for, your, for your own community. And which is why I'm always big on community, but not community based on things like skin color. Those are trivial. You, we want a community that is going to be able to support your dreams and ambitions and be able to guide you in the in the right direction. But here's the thing about finding those communities. One, finding the right one is not as easy as it sounds. And two, if you unite with a community based on their hatred of something, then nothing is going to change for you. Then I can assure you you're already lost and you should probably not be part of that community. So if you're joining a group that says, we hate this person group and you're going to find comfort in the fact that you disagree or don't like someone and that's your whole point of of unity then you're completely lost so my my thing has always been find a community that's doing what you want to do that's going to push you in the right direction that's going to help you see people as as what they could be to see people as better Anyway, so that was that was my little story from from when I completely lost focus. Today, though, we can we can see that wherever you put your focus, yes, your energy goes, but also you're able to achieve a lot. So when I when I was studying architecture, it was I don't want to describe it as hell, but it was really really hard. And for me, though, I was single focused. It's all I wanted to do, all I ever wanted to do. So. even though it was really, really difficult, it was easier for me to get through it knowing that this is where my singular focus was. And a lot of that applies to a lot of things in life, wherever we put our focus. Now that includes putting our focus on things that we don't like. So if we put up, if we put our focus on our relationship or someone we're in a relationship with being a certain kind of person, guess what? We're always going to find that. If we put our focus on the whole world being racist, guess what? That is all we're going to find. If we put our focus on the fact that our husbands or wives or brothers or sisters are this sort of person and they're not that smart, then we're always going to find reasons to fill in the gap for what we want to see. Then that means that all of our energies goes into finding faults and finding mistakes about people or about situations Rather than, rather than having an open mind and realizing that without enough information, we won't be able to understand whether something is black or white. And again, I keep coming back to this racism thing because I think a lot of Africans, especially the African-Americans who are jumping up and saying, yes, yes, the, the whole world is straight. And there's a lot of people that I know who are Africans who, who also go on that, on, a, on, that, on that same terrain saying everything is racist, everyone's racist, tear everything down. My biggest worry is for the kids. And if we keep on this current trajectory of not being focused on what's the most important thing in life, I think we're going to, not just us, but even our descendants, our children are going to be the ones who bear the brunt of all of the negative things that come out of this. 
that's been it for me for today. Again, I want to tell you where your energy flows is where your focus will be. Where is your focus right now? In life, in your body, in your relationships, in your work, where is your focus right now? Thanks for listening, guys. If you would like to connect with us, why don't you head to our Facebook page or our website, mindsetafricalab.com. That's mindsetafricalab.com. I'll see you on the next episode.